Hello, beautiful people, and welcome to the Imperfectly Beautiful podcast. This podcast is a community for melanated queens who are ready to prioritize holistic self-care as the ultimate form of self-love. My name is Toya, and I'm extremely passionate about helping you take back your crown and live your best life. With each discussion, I will take you along my own personal journey to self-love, as well as feature guests that will give you practical self-care tips for your mental, physical, spiritual, and financial well-being. Are you ready to invest and thrive in your own journey to happiness and wholeness? Then let's get started. everyone and welcome back to another episode of the Imperfectly Beautiful Podcast. My name is Toya and I am your host. This month we have been talking about relationships and today we will be focusing on friendships, specifically grieving friendships. So to join me in this conversation, I have with me Anna Stewart. Hey Anna. Hey. (laughs) Thank you for joining me today. Before we get started and jump into the conversation, if you'd like, just share a bit of um, information about yourself, who you are, and what you do. Yes, yes. So my name obviously is Anna. I'm a confidence coach. I coach women who are recovering people pleasers. I coach them on how to prioritize themselves and stop worrying about what other people think. I run the Heart-Centered Woman Confidence Club in which I teach alignment, boundaries, and how to create quality connections. Um, I teach it as the ABCs of authenticity, which I believe that authenticity is the antidote to people-pleasing. And so that is primarily what I do. Thank you. We're going to have to have another episode and talk about some of that too. Yes. Um, Because I think it'd be good to dive into some of that, especially as it relates to um, self-care and perfectionist. So today I wanted to talk about grief because a lot of times we talk about relationships, um, but we often focus on it from a romantic perspective, um, where friendships are just as important. And a lot of times, even throughout adulthood, we experience grief in our relationships. We experience loss of people that, we've been connected to and close with for a number of years. Um, And I think it's important that we address that and understanding how to um, get through it, understanding why some friendships may end, um, and then just overall just understanding what grief is. So a simple definition of grief is just a a deep sorrow and a natural response to loss. Um, just upon doing some reading, someone described the loss of a friendship as an ambiguous loss. And it's essentially when we experience the loss of someone who's still alive, um, it's the struggle of wanting things to be what they once were, but facing the reality of things probably won't be what they once were. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I think for a number of reasons there, there are ways in which friendships end and even just Speaking from my own perspective, um, my own experience, for me, a lot of times friendships have ended because you've simply just grown apart for that person. Um, Time and distance may have separated you from that person. Some other reasons could be disagreements, uh, offenses, belief systems. Um, You may have outgrown one another and even just distance as as life happens. Um, 
And then sometimes we are part of the problem as well. And I think sometimes when we have friendships and things of that nature that end, a lot of times we need to look within and see what may have been the cause of that relationship ending. Um, So that way we know how to move forward. There isn't always reconciliation when friendships end, but that way we know how to move forward in knowing how to operate in our friendships um, in in a healthier way. Um, and I feel like for a perfectionist, (laughs) um, being a perfectionist is very interesting. And I think sometimes some of our habits and our way of, and how we operate can have an impact on our relationships and can also be a cause as to why some of our friendships have ended. Um, some of the things that perfectionists that we deal with is struggle with forgiving others um Mm -hmm. you always wanting to take the lead and so I think sometimes when we have close friends and we have friendships and always feeling like you have to be the one to take on something because of your inability to trust someone else to do it because the way that you do it is the the perfect way or the right way Um, some other things could be your inability to go with the flow and you want everything to go as planned Um, sometimes those moments of just being spontaneous and just being open to whatever without having to go down a list and making sure everything is ticked and tied that impacts the quality quality of our relationships as well yeah another thing is being vulnerable with perfectionists we tend to want to make it seem as if everything is okay all the time or we we always have it together but a lot of times that keep us from having those close connections with friends or that may end lead to um, an ending of relationships is because we're not open and vulnerable with our friends and they aren't able to see us for our true selves and who we really are. Um, and then another reason I wanted to point out is that the inability to, to ask for help. Mm-hmm. Uh, relationships are reciprocal. And a lot of times for perfectionists, we tend to do a lot of things because and overextend ourselves because it's kind of where we find our worth and we find our value. But a lot of times it's okay to ask for help or it's okay to accept help. Um, So I think all of these things can have an impact on our friendships um, and may have had an impact on why some of you all listening may have experienced, you know, an ending of a friendship. And so um, I guess I wanted us next to talk about just our own (laughs) friendships and some of the experiences that we've gone through and and why some friendships may have ended or how you dealt with it and so if you want to just kind of kick it off feel free to go ahead yeah I uh just wanted to say real quick that uh recovering people pleasers definitely have a lot in common with perfectionists Mm -hmm. um one reason why relationships sometimes end with us though is uh, lack of boundaries and like really identifying with the martyr kind of personality. Mm. And there's this quote that I feel like fits recovering people pleasers really well. And it's, um, it's called, it says, um, don't set yourself on fire to keep others warm. 
And so uh, it's definitely a lack of vulnerability, a lack of being willing to be seen, and also a combination of feeling like you have to fix everything, you have to save people, you have to self-sacrifice to your own detriment to be there for others. And as a result, like we're not really honest about our own feelings and we might be getting taken advantage of and we don't speak up and then it ends up bottling up and then you explode. And, you know, sometimes recovering people pleasers carry on relationships that don't even serve us anymore simply because like, we don't want to hurt somebody's feelings and we don't want to be honest about how, our, how we feel because we're, we're afraid of showing up as our authentic self. Um, so as a recovering people pleaser, I can definitely relate. I can think of when you were talking about the different ways that relationships end, I can think of like an example for practically like every single one of those in kind of my <laughs> own experience. I remember this one relationship ending um, with a girl over a disagreement and it was like such a stupid disagreement. This is going to be like, you know, telling on my business, but that's fine. So this was like, I was probably like 21, 22 in college. And my cell phone, it got cut off because I was a broke college student. I couldn't pay the bill. <laughs> so it got cut off temporarily and so I could get paid. Well, I didn't tell her about it. And so she accused me of being fake because I didn't personally tell her that my phone was cut off. Um, and then she ended up being like really mean. And like the way she cut me off, I'm not going to tell you what she said. But she was just like, you're not going mean. <laughs> And that like really hurt my feelings. And it was really hard because she was one of like my best friends and I um, was a team parent. And so in college, I had connected with other people who were young parents who were in college and she was one of those. And so I like connected to her on like this very vulnerable um, place and she held a lot of significance in my life. And so it was really hard to let that go. Um, and I just remember like, it really is, I'm glad that you titled this grieving relationships because it really is a mourning process that you have to go through of like mourning the space that they once held and what could have been and like the hopes of reconciliation. And um, I think if she had ever apologized, maybe we could have reconciled. But, um, you know, one thing about recovering people pleasers is sometimes we just excuse things and we don't wait for the apology and we're just like, oh, we'll just move on. We'll just get over it. Um, so I'm thankful I didn't do it in that situation. But, and then I've also had relationships with like really good friends that um, we grew apart. And like, I had another really good friend that I had known since I was 15. And it's hard when you have like a 10 year relationship mm-hmm. and then you find yourself growing into different directions because you feel like you just have so many memories with them. And then you like, think about them and you think about what could have been. And yeah, it's like, it's, it's really hard. I, I was listening to something, this was like a while back and they were specifically talking about romantic relationships, but I feel as if it can apply to friendships. But what they stated was that just because you miss that person doesn't mean that the relationship is supposed to be reconciled. And so I was like, that's very interesting because a lot of times I would be like, oh, I miss that person. It's just like, oh, that means I'm supposed to reconnect with them. And it's just, it's not always the case, even in friendships. Like um, I had a close friend in college um, and she was like, she was a person that really just helped me through college. One of the sweetest people I've ever met and still to this day. But I think just life just kind of drifted us apart. Um, 
and it's just like at one point I uh, in my adulthood, I really found myself grieving that relationship because I'm like, I, I miss that friendship and I miss what we had, but not saying that I don't think the relationship could ever be reconciled. There was never any animosity. And still to this day, like we recently started like communicating just like random checkups, like a few times a year, like, oh, hey, how are things going? And, you know, things of that nature. But I think sometimes we have people that come into our lives, like at that moment, like just when we need them, um, there's that saying, like people are in your life for a reason, a season, and like for a lifetime. Um, yeah. And I think to some degree, there are some truths to that, but I think in college, in that particular season, like I, I needed her, like she was the support. She was the true friend that I really needed. Um, and there were other friendships where, I experienced but they were just very one-sided and it's I was I was at this point um early mid-20s like even to some like late 20s and it's just like wanting friends because like I, I was I was often trying to essentially prove my worth to people so being this friend overextending myself always supporting them, always doing X, Y, and Z, but things were never reciprocated. And so while that hurt at the same time, it's just like, it. what you mentioned earlier, like you continue to do all these things for people, self-sacrificing, and then you end up bottling things up because there's this resentment. Like, I've done all these things for you. Like, how dare you? Like, and it's just like, nobody told you to do all that. <laughs> Set some boundaries. And so there was a lot of that, but it's, I think in those situations, I had to learn to set boundaries, but also understand the importance of having reciprocal relationships too. being able to evaluate relationships like, is this truly a friend? And I remember having a conversation with a therapist some years ago, and she was just like, I was really struggling in some friendship because I'm just like, I feel like I'm always, um, what's the word that I chose? I can't remember exactly what I said, but essentially I was saying that I just, I felt like my friendships, I just, I, I didn't feel like I had a, a good amount of quality friendships and not saying that you need a bunch of friends, but I felt like the people that I consider to be my friends, they weren't treating me like the friend that I was treating them. Yeah. And she made something that she said something that helped me to like, really realize she was just like, well, you have you have to put people in different friend categories. And I was just like, what? Cause like, if I meet you, you're my friend, like you're my friend. Like I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm really, I'm really serious and intentional about my friendship. So it's just like, when she said that, I was just like, oh, <laughs> and so it's just like, <laughs> everybody that you befriend is not going to be that close, tight knit, like friend and not gonna be your ride today they're not gonna be your bestie they're not gonna come over and eat ice creams and have movie nights with you they're not gonna do that yeah. and so I had to learn to like be okay with that but then also like put friends in categories so it's like okay you're the friend that I'll go out with for happy hour you're the friend like we work out on Tuesdays or you know and you have you do have some of those friends where y'all do y'all do life together you talk to people you talk to them about different things and you're vulnerable with um those particular people but I also had to learn that and I was like wow like I just I never thought of that like when I think a friend like oh we friends like we're yeah. doing life together and it's like that isn't always the case so that that really stuck with me like even to this day um 
and um yeah it's it's friendships are interesting so um I think Mm -hmm. that as we're making going through transitions with like friendships if you are in that that stage or that period of transition maybe think about kind of that level of friendship as well maybe that's something to consider um is this someone that I consider a close friend and then vice versa or is this somebody that I can just am I not able to be my total vulnerable self with this person is this someone that you know maybe we just catch up once a quarter and I'm okay with that maybe this is somebody where like okay I met them in a hiking group and we just we we chit chat and we catch up then and there we may do a drink or dinner every now and again but just leave it at that and so I think that's another important component of just analyzing friendships and then can also keep us from experiencing unnecessary grief um within some of these friendships I love that you brought that up because I actually about two years ago or maybe just under two years ago had to break up with a friend because I kind of was more into my people pleasing phase and um, definitely had some everybody's amazing kind of ideas about people And uh, this was a friend of a friend and I decided, oh, she's your friend. She's going to be my friend. We'll all be friends. And um, (laughs) getting to know the person I broke up with, uh, we did not align at all. (laughs) And like, but I had hopped into it like super hot, like we're besties from the moment we met and um, ended up having to break up with her, which was... um, The first time that I had broken up in that way, like usually um, I'm thankful that relationships tend to just kind of fade out. Like you just stop contacting them so much, Mm -hmm. Um, but she wasn't letting it go. Like I tried (laughs) to stop contacting her. I tried to let it go. And then she She tried to go ghost. I did. I tried to ghost her. And she was like, you were ghosting me. She was uh, talking to some of the other friends in the group and being like, Anna's not talking to me. I guess she's upset. And so then I felt like it was making like a whole big deal, like making other people have to explain things for me. And I didn't like that. So I ended up trying to do the best that I could to break up with her, but she did not take it well. And two years later, when I see her in group settings, Mm -hmm. she still hasn't taken it well. And 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 it is what it is. It is what it is. That's, you know all you can do is do your best is try yeah. to operate in con- kindness. But um, I appreciate that you said that because uh, it's definitely a reminder and a lesson I learned to stop jumping into relationships. Yes. And then like, to your point with the whole ghosting situation. So there was someone that I was like really close to um, for like well over 10 years. And there are a series of things that happened and I was offended um so my natural response to things is to pull back um I'm I'm gonna pull back I'm gonna cut you off (laughs) so but I knew that like as I'm getting older and as I'm maturing and as I'm continuing (laughs) to go to therapy like you have to be an adult and you have to have difficult conversations like and the reason why I my defense mechanism is to either shut down or cut people off I, my defense mechanism is to kind of protect myself. 
But then I also kind of shut down because it's like, I don't like having difficult conversations because it's like, I don't want to hurt the other person's feelings or um, I don't know what the outcome of it is going to be. Um, and so that's kind of my go-to that I am breaking away from. But I'm like, I I truly love this person. Like, I love this friend. I need to have a conversation. So my thing is, if I come to you as a friend and you are my friend and I'm and I'm coming to you out of love and saying, okay, this is, so this is how I came to the person. Like, this is what happened. I feel like X, Y, and Z happened. This is how it made me feel. And I felt like you were being dismissive. You accused me of X, Y, and Z, which was, which wasn't right. Blah, 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 blah. Their response was like, well, you know, my heart, um, like essentially just, just being very dismissive. Yeah. Um, that wasn't my, like, they didn't even say that wasn't my intentions. Like, it was like, well, you know, my heart. Um, and I'm not like that. And I'm just like, but we're ignoring how the situation made me feel. Right. And I just, I don't know. I just, that rubbed me the wrong way. And I still don't know, like me and a close friend talk about it today. They'd be like, oh, you talk to such and such. And I'd be like, "Mm mm-mm. (laughs) because I feel like I've communicated how I felt and I felt like you didn't receive it um and as my close friend who's supposed to know me so well the way that I was dismissed it just kind of made me close off And, and that's probably still some stuff that I have to work through but I feel like when you have friends and friends that you are close to, and I feel like they bring issues and concerns to you and you're dismissive, you're combative, you're kind of doing the blaming game and you're not listening to them. That's the issue in itself. And it's just like, I feel like if they can't open up to you for them to be heard without you, like I said, dismissing them, like that's, that's an issue. And like, we still communicate to some degree, but I've completely pulled back, but I'm still struggling with the idea of like, do I let this person back in? Because my feelings were hurt and and I don't like how the situation was handled. I don't like how just certain things were done within a friendship because there are a lot of things that I saw, but I held on to it for so long. I didn't want to say anything because I didn't want to rock the boat. Yeah, uh, but it's like when I did address it, it's just like, well, I should have just not should have shut up. But it's just like, it wasn't. I was shocked by the response, but at the same time, it's just like, like man. Sorry, I'm over here. No, yeah, <laughs> don't look like is she okay? Um, so yeah, I feel like I just kind of, I kind of went off. Um, no. we got on that point because we're talking about ghosting, but yeah. So I just, I don't know, friendships are just very, um, they're very interesting. And then they take work. I don't think, you know, I think when you're younger, you know, friendships are just kind of all like, oh, we finna kick it, we finna do this. But it's just like, once you're an adult and once everybody's going through life, like they take work like romantic relationships do. Like you have to have conversations. If you feel like you were hurt by somebody, you have to be like, hey, friend like that hurt my feelings like you have to have those conversations and you have to talk through that stuff like and I don't think 
a lot of people do that or realize the importance of that in relationships and friendships of having those tough conversations sometimes because it's not going to always be you know sunshine and rainbows but there are going to be times and even it may not even be intentional but you may offend your friend by something that you say you may hurt your friend and I feel like if this is a friend they should be able to come to you you all should be able to have a honest conversation and a conversation um without like judgment without arguing where you're able to be open with one another about how you feel and I think a lot of times too our immaturity can be reasons as to why friendships end um because someone brought a concern to you and you were not trying to hear it um and so yeah it's 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 interesting and then am I babbling no not at all (laughs) we saying well it was be interesting too like because you know how long have we've known each other for like a a couple months now and Yeah. yeah so with me like I don't know I felt like over the past few years before I moved here my friendships in Chicago were just really just interesting I just I just I just they were just interesting, like, and not because anyone did anything, but just because I think everyone, the few close friends I did have, this stuff was just happening. Mm-hmm. Um, and then some of the concerns that I brought to some friends too, like I am naturally a planner. That's just within yeah. me. But yeah. a lot of times too, I would feel like I wouldn't see or hear from friends or whatever. Um my primary love language is quality time. So I wouldn't like see anyone unless it was something that I organized or that I planned. And so I felt like that started to make me feel away, like not necessarily anger, but it's just like, man, like, why doesn't anyone want to hang around me? And I had conversations with a couple of friends about it. And I'm proud of myself for like expressing that. And someone was like, no, no, like, you know, so we, we had a conversation and things of that nature, but like, I think one of my prayers and desires when I moved to Texas, I'm like, I want, I want friends who want to hang around me because the friends that I do have back at home, they are great, but there are other friendships outside of that where I felt like, as I was talking about earlier, some of those people that I may have met, whether it was like through an organization or through church. And I just, I just felt like partly I mislabeled those friendships, but then also too, it was more of a, it was primarily just me to thinking the friendship was more than what it is. Let me just be really honest. But I think because of that, it made me feel like I didn't have them as a friend, if that makes sense. But I think one of my, one of my desires was like, when I came out here, I was just like, I want, I want friendships and I want genuine friendships. I want friendships that are reciprocal and I want to be around people that want to be around me. So it was very interesting because, you know, I met one of the first friends I met out here was Ashley. And then I met Alicia, then I met you. And then you introduced me to some of your friends. And then I think on Saturday, no, when we had our Easter dinner on Sunday, and I posted a picture and my cousin was just like, oh, like, um, 
you found your little community that's so sweet and she was like and they better be they better be treat you right i'll be ready to fight i'm like <laughs> i'm like no <laughs> i'm like this honestly a, a breath of fresh air and i don't i don't think like sometimes i don't think people realize how such small gestures like make a big difference especially when people experience major transitions so mm-hmm. i'm just super grateful like to have met like you and alicia and ashley and like you be like, <laughs> you, 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 I like that you try to include everybody and don't make people feel left out. I really appreciate that about you. You be like, oh, well, let's go here and let's go there. And like, it's, it's, it's really cool because like, I'll get a, and it's, this is, this may sound small to like some people that are listening, but for me, it's a big thing because it's like, I think it's something that I never really like experienced before. And so to have people that are just like, oh toy you want to go here or yeah. let's do this or you know what I'm saying and it's 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 on a consistent basis so it's just kind of like it's really um for me it's been a blessing especially because me moving out here and then like me having to you know I have my cousin out here but like um just trying to build my own friend group so that's just like I've been really grateful about that and so yeah. it's just like wow I've had some friendships over the past few years that may have not have turned out how I wanted to do or wanted it to, or I may not have um have gone as I expected or may have ended. Like I'm I'm grateful for the new friendships that are for me at this stage of my life. So thank you, Anna. <laughs> I'm like so much to hear that because I totally feel the same way. Like I feel like you are like the perfect sauce in our friend group like (laughs) it's funny because I I you know I think you and I have a lot in common as far as being like the planners and so Mm -hmm. it's funny because I don't know if you've heard like Tyree will say I'm the mom of the group or like something like that Uh and so uh like I I appreciate that you appreciate that side Mm -hmm. of me because sometimes I'd be like I know I'd be doing the most (laughs) um yeah um yeah we are alike in that way yeah we really are (laughs) yeah but sorry y'all we done with our um (laughs) right (laughs) (laughs) so anything else you wanted to add and dealing with grief as a people pleaser or just in general yeah, I do want to share a few tips. Are you ready for a few tips? Do you want to talk? Yes, about let's go into some tips of of dealing with grief. Yes. Okay. So, as a coach for recovering people pleasers, as I said, like one of the sections uh, modules in my confidence club is building quality connections. And I say that because, like I said, a lot of recovering people pleasers, we have many people in our lives who are, we don't actually like, who aren't genuinely our friends, but we keep them as our friends. <laughs> I didn't mean to make you choke on your water. <laughs> oh, my dad. <laughs> Not you. <laughs> um, we keep them as our friends because uh, we don't like conflict. Um, because they've always been there because we're scared of what happens if they leave and because we've really identified with this martyr kind of complex. And so when you have gotten to the point in like your recovering journey, whether you're recovering from people pleaser or perfectionist, and you found yourself admitting and being like, okay, 
this person actually doesn't align with me and I have decided that I wanted to end this relationship, like this is what I kind of teach. Just like some kind of tips of like going through this process. Like one, before I even get into the tips, one, really recognize that it is the morning season, regardless of why the relationship is ending, whether it's on your decision or their decision or whatever, it is a significant grief process. And so it is incredibly important to feel your feelings during this time. And it is incredibly important to up your self-care. And Latoya can help you with that because <laughs> she is the self-care expert. And so it's whatever you're doing for self-care, I want you to increase it like at least twice as much in this kind of season because you really are going to have to like slow down, give yourself space and just give yourself time to really feel this and take care of yourself. Um, so kind of the first step I have is like recognizing that people aren't all good or bad. And because of that, like we've talked about before, like you really have to recognize that you are going to be mourning this space of, like Latoya said, what could have been, what you had hoped to been. You may have um, this idea, like a lot of what recovering people pleasers do sometimes is like we see people's potential and it's like, oh, if only they would choose to do this or choose to do that instead, everything would be perfect. And like, sometimes we get wrapped up in this ideal and like, forget about the reality. And in anyone grieving, when you're recognizing that this friend that you're breaking up with isn't hundred percent a bad person and they have these good qualities, they served you in some kind of way. Sometimes we can be tempted to glamorize that good part of them. And it's incredibly important to recognize that you can't glamorize just a good part of them. You have to see them as a whole person. Like, yeah, they were the best communicator, but they also disrespected your boundaries. Like there's some reason why you decided their cons, <laughs> excuse me, I've been dying. Um, <laughs> there's some reason why you decided that the cons outweigh the pros. And so don't get wrapped up in that one really amazing thing that they had going for them and start glamorizing that and forget about all these other parts of them. Mm. So the second tip that I have is that no one has to be the villain. Um, this kind of goes into tip number one, that people aren't all good and all bad. And sometimes we feel like because they're not all bad, that we can't break up with them. But someone doesn't have to be the villain for you to break up with them. And on that same token, if you need to see them as a villain temporarily, just to help you get through it, that's okay. And on the flip side of that, it's also really important to recognize that it's okay if they see you as a villain. Um, recovering people pleasers really worry about their reputation and how they're seen because they want to be liked, even when they don't want to admit it, they want to be liked, they want to be seen in a good light, they want to be accepted. And so the idea of someone seeing them as a bad person becomes really hard and it becomes really tough. And like I said, in my breakup, I am the villain in that woman's story, her and her husband. I am the big bad wolf, okay? And, and I definitely had a hard time with that before. Like I didn't want to be seen as the bad guy. And, but your peace, your whatever you're choosing is more important than how you look to this one person. There's 7 billion people on the planet. If one person needs to see you as the bad guy, that ain't none of your business. Let it go. And, you know, people are complex. 
you're never going to please completely every single person. So you're probably going to be seen as a villain many more times in your life. So you might as well get used to it now. Um, the third tip that I have is to have faith that the space that they're freeing up is going to be filled by someone who is more in alignment with you and is going to love you for who you are. Specifically, if you guys are breaking up because you're grown apart, you have become and evolved into this new person and it's like a puzzle piece and you're no longer fitting in in the puzzle that you were once in, but realize that there are other puzzle pieces that are really going to fit with you and have faith that this space that is springing up, it's not going to stay open for forever. You are going to find people that align with you and love you and see you exactly for who you are and like it's okay to separate. It's okay to not agree. It's okay to not align. It's okay to move in this direction. And it's okay to trust that there'll be other people there wherever you're going, that you're going to find like Latoya is a perfect example. Um, not that she had horrible friendships in Chicago, but she took a leap, decided to come down to Texas. Obviously she's continued to grow and evolve into a new person. And here she is, she's been able to cultivate a new friend group that fits her for who she is and shows up in the way that she wants because she had faith that she was going to be able to do something like that. She reached out, took action. I met her at a painting event. Mm -hmm. Complete it was so ghetto. Yes, it was very <laughs> ghetto. We met in line and if Latoya hadn't decided that she was going to take a risk and trust that her people were out there, I would have never met her and my life would definitely be not as great it is now because I really appreciate her friendship so <laughs> people are out there you're like get out there and do it and then the last tip that I have because again this is a grieving moment and it can seem really rough and really dark and really intense but remember why you did this and the fourth tip is to celebrate yourself celebrate yourself for choosing yourself you decided that I want this for myself. I want people who are going to love me as I am. I want people who are not going to get insulted because I'm a planner. I want love people. I want people who are going to want to invite me out. I want people who like to go hiking. I want people who like to go fishing, whatever it is. That is something that you decided is important to you. And it is so amazing and so beautiful when we choose ourselves. Life is way too short to be having friendships that don't serve us, that bring us down, that hold us back. And um, it's a really big deal. It's a really tough decision and it's a really big deal to choose yourself and you really need to celebrate that. And those are my tips. Thank you. I think that's good. What you, what you said at the end, it's, it's choosing yourself. Yes. Because um, at the end of the day, it's important that we make ourselves a priority. And so if you are in friendships where you feel like you're being disrespected, your boundaries aren't being respected, um, there's jealousy, there's envy, whatever it is, like at the end of the day, choosing yourself is like more important than just saying like you have a friend. And I feel like if we all kind of took that leap of faith and I, I know sometimes we've a lot of us may have been burned by friendships and it's just like well, I ain't gonna have no friends I'm not dealing with it because they messy because there's always drama and I know 
at some point in time, a lot of us have dealt with that. But I feel like when we put ourselves out there to just meet people and when you're open to it, you can meet some genuine, amazing people. Um, but you also got to let the toxic ones go too. Or just, you know, the people that you feel like no longer serve you at this stage of your life. Um, yeah. yeah. You got to let them, you got to have them stop taking up not just the physical space as far mm-hmm. as like time, but yeah. also the mental capacity. You know, when you're wrapped up in all of the stress and the chaos of dealing with yeah. someone who doesn't serve you, like that's taking away from your energy and your mental space that you could be doing, spending time with people who you actually have fun with and enjoy with. And I know it's like, I totally agree. It's like, it's really hard to have that faith that Mm -hmm. there are, because it's so hard to make friends as adults. And it's really hard to have that faith that you're going to be able to meet your people, but you will, Mm -hmm. like, you really, really will. Like, especially in this technological age where there's like, like, I have like friends that aren't even in this country or not country. Well, some not in the country, but mainly not in this state. because I take classes I take my coaching classes and I've met some really great friends that we zoom and like that's one of the ways we keep that's cool and so um you can if you're willing to get out there you're willing to be vulnerable you're willing to put yourself out there you absolutely can find the people who are going to love you for who you are absolutely and then I just wanted to to hit on another point for people who may be struggling and trying to find out like if they should end a friendship so I guess they can begin to mentally prepare themselves to go through that grieving process like what are some signs that you would share when you realized it was time to end a friendship I think for me or even something that you've mentioned before is um, not respecting boundaries Yes. I I had a friend some time ago and I questioned being her friend and I ended up kind of pulling away from her because one thing that I noticed is that it just you also watching how people treat other people as well. And yeah. so one thing that I noticed about this individual is that she would often have to like tear someone else down and make herself feel better. So like, for example, if there was um, a guy that was dating a girl and she felt that she wasn't that attractive, like she would pick apart her, what she would consider to be her flaws and be like, well, I don't know why she's with him. And Mm -hmm. so that sort of thing. So for me, that was indication. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't want those type of friends. Um, So those are two major things that I think stand out for me. Um, Another thing that I mentioned earlier lack of reciprocity and and I feel like I don't want to I don't want to continue to say that and people be like well I bought them this and that for their birthday and they give me that my birthday so now I ain't their friend I'm all and it's like not that (laughs) but I think we all reciprocate in different ways so in a way in which I may reciprocate you may not reciprocate and so some people may show that through um a number of different ways like I may reciprocate by like um organize I like having stuff in my house I may organize and have food and have all that other type of stuff or um or I may you know do something for your birthday or you know so it's just like 
the reciprocity is important, but I think it's also understanding like we all reciprocate in different ways as well. Yeah. Um, did you want to add anything to that? Yeah, I would just say, um, like you kind of said it, but just to put a term on it, it's really about aligning with the values. Mm-hmm. And so like you talked about the friend who tears other people down, like that doesn't align with your value. Yeah. And so I think that, and also I'd like to add that um, tune into your emotions, which I think can be really scary for a lot of people. I used to be really terrified of my emotions. I didn't really want to feel them. I wanted to like avoid them because like they were too big and too scary. And while emotions are not facts, um, we don't have to act on emotions. They are signals. And so if you are feeling discomfort in your body, I would really tune in to be like, okay, what is that discomfort about? And is it something that I need to pay a little bit Mm -hmm. of closer attention to? Um, It could be that they're, you know, maybe they're triggering something that isn't actually really relevant. And so, like I said, you don't have to act on every emotion, but you do still at least need to be like, okay, what's going on here? And is this okay? Mm -hmm. And then just like saying, okay, does this align with my values? Does this align with how I view my life and how I want to spend my days? And do I feel loved? And like, another big thing is, can I show up fully as myself? You've said this before, mm. um, but you shouldn't have to hide in your relationships. That's facts. Um, and so if you are, then I would really question whether or not you want to spend your days like that. Do you mm-hmm. really want to spend your days having to bury parts of yourself? And, and I also want to mention too, like you might find yourself, um, and I think about this with family members, you might find yourself saying, I can't completely end this relationship because maybe it might throw off family dynamics and um, mess other things up that you consider to be more important. And um, But you definitely can limit them. So maybe you'll be like, if this is a family member, like an aunt or something like that, well, then maybe you only see them on Thanksgiving. And other than that, you don't talk to them. So um, just remember that there is a way to choose yourself, even if you feel like, oh, I can't end this relationship because da-da-da-da-da or whatever. Um, You do have options to at least remove yourself and limit the relationships to as little as possible. I say cut them off. What? I say cut them off. You too. I you But without telling all my business, I do. Trying to offer the wise response. Yeah, I do personally in my life have a family member that I don't care for, but mm-hmm. I'm choosing not to throw off the family dynamic because I know how much it would hurt other family members. That's However, I've been very clear with everybody in the family. I'm willing to go this far. Don't ask for this. <laughs> <laughs> so I, the boundaries are it. still there. Like I will be cordial and family functions but don't ask me to be checked mm. on nobody or to have any kind of personal mm. relationship because it ain't happening. I get it. I get it. <laughs> but I'm with you. Cut everybody. <laughs> <laughs> so I just wanted to share some last tips I found on psychology today of just helping to cope with the loss of friendship. So um, some of the things that we can consider um, when grieving friendships so one to understand that loss is normal and inevitable people will move away drift away and pass away 
acceptance of this really helps us to cope better. Two, loss can feel personal, but often isn't. Friends can fall away during times of change, leaving for college, finding a mate, having a child, changing jobs, moving, divorce, and retirement. We might feel hurt that our friendships end or change, yet it doesn't mean we failed. Three, grief and loss can bring us to our knees, yet life continues. Yes, we cry, suffer sleepless nights, feel pain. We can adapt to the loss, reorganize our lives, and find meaning and meaning and happiness once more. And the last tip they provided was a non-judgmental attitude helps you to recover faster. When we lose a friendship, we might judge ourselves and our friends harshly. Judging amplifies our suffering, feelings of shame, and disconnection. I love that. And that's all I get. I love it. (laughs) Anything else you wanted to add before we close out the conversation? No, but I feel like this conversation is so important and I'm so glad we did this. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining me. Um, And if people need um, a coach, if they want to purchase a course, if they want to get in contact with you, if they want to follow you, how do they find you? They can find me on Instagram at Anna.Stewart, S-T-E-W-A-R-T, the number 16. That is the best way to contact me, but I'm also Anna Stewart on Facebook. I'm Anna Stewart on LinkedIn. I'm Anna, I'm Coach <laughs> Anna Stewart on TikTok. I'm on all the interwebs. And you can find my link um, for coaching at hcwcoaching.com. HCW stands for Heart-Centered Woman. So hcwcoaching.com. Awesome. And then her information is also listed in the show notes. So again, thank you for joining everyone. Thank you for listening. Um, If you are not following and if you are not subscribed to the Imperfectly Beautiful podcast, please hit the subscribe button for it helps the podcast to grow. Also, if you are not following us on social media, it's us like it's more than one person. It's just me. I always do that. I, I guess I'm speaking things to existence. I'm going to have a team or something soon. Um, <laughs> follow Imperfectly Beautiful on Instagram and Facebook at Imperfectly Beautiful Official. And if you have any questions, suggestions, or topics that you would like to hear as it relates to self-care and the perfectionist, feel free to email me at info at imperfectlybeautiful.me. And with that, we will talk to you all next time. Thank you. Bye.